year to all listeners of the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. So much going on in the next 12 months. A big start to the year for the four Welsh regions after a pretty thrilling set of Christmas derbies, with one more to come as Cardiff entertain the Scarlets, both having won one lost one. We'll hear from all four Welsh regions, but first, we'll hear at length from new Scarlet's prop Sam Wainwright, a North Wales rugby product who went to Saracens before being plucked from relative obscurity to tour South Africa with Wales, and then also feature in the November series. A hero in South Africa as Wales won, thanks to holding out a crucial scrum. Things went less well in the defeat to Georgia. But he's a young prop making his way with a good attitude, as we'll hear. First, he reflected on last summer's sudden whale selection. Yeah, it was, it was a bit of a mad whirlwind, really, you know, not to go from not playing much rugby for Saracens, then to getting the phone call, you know, three injuries occurring and saying, would you like to come to South Africa? It was a big, a big step up, you know. Um, you know, I went in with a mindset of, um, I'll give it a thousand percent, what comes, comes. I think the biggest thing is how you see things and perceive things mentally, like for me, Going into that, it was the case of there wasn't a bad lesson to take from it. You know, I hadn't had much rugby played at Saracens. I went into it and it was sort of like, if I get dished up scrum time or things didn't go, again, I go into everything 100% and wanting to give my best. But no matter what come of it, I knew it had been a good learning curve for me and um, good opportunity. You know, I took everything I could out of it, you know, out the training. I asked the players, the coaches, you know, to try and prepare the best I could for it. But yeah, it was a bit of a mad, mad scenario, really. But again, I was very fortunate to be with a good, good group of lads, and everyone, to be fair, put their hand in to help me, and you know, and really helped me out, really going into everything. But to be fair, from what Saracens have given me is, I've trained with world class players since I come in at twenty one, so I'm very fortunate for, for that. So I had, you know, I've had again tough lessons. There'll be tough lessons to come still. I know that, but scrum time, uh, Mako Vinopola. These guys are only Murray, you know, strong, strong scrummagers. And Vincent Cock was there at the time. So Vinny was unbelievable with me as well, you know, and he, he put a lot into me and uh, very fortunate as well, well to have good coaching. So I think that put me in, in good stead to go in and, and give it a good crack. I suppose you're at the stage now in your career where you just need to play sort of week in, week out at sort of regional level. I suppose that was maybe the motivation to join Scarlet. Oh yeah, a thousand percent. So, you know, growing up, I was very lucky. My first year senior rugby uh, at RGC when I played in the Welsh Prem, we were lucky enough to have Mark Jones and Phil John, two club legends. So growing up as well, Scarlet's is always the closest region. So I remember when, if we were fortunate enough and we played uh, Llanetti here um, and we got to play in the stadium, it was the biggest game of your life, you know, just because of the, the ground you're playing in and, you know, the the build-up to obviously a very good filter into the region. So if I ever had to come back to Wales, it, it would have always been Scarlets due to the fact of, you know, I, I held them at a higher place just because, you know, growing up, they were the team. So I feel very lucky and fortunate to be here, you know, and, and to be given the opportunities I've been given so far. You know, I've had, I've had a game, so I've had a, had a good few minutes, so... You know, hopefully that'll continue and that's what I need really is the game time and to improve, you know, you, you need the tough lessons and the tough lessons and the good learnings and, you know, the mistakes to be made to, to improve and get better. So, again, hopefully, fingers crossed, I can um, continue to get game time and uh, and improve and get better. But again, the coaching here has been 
so far. You know, I've been here for a few weeks. You don't really learn off of many better than Ben France. You know, he's been um, been unbelievable so far. He's coming up with clips and he's been very good to me. So very lucky and, you know, grateful to have been given the opportunity here. You were kind of a big admirer of Adam Jones when you were growing up. And, but I mean, his record speaks for itself, obviously, in terms of the silverware. But what was it about him that you particularly like? And have you taken any particular aspects of his game into what you do? I think the biggest thing is when I was younger, I started out at 12 years old. They put me on as a flanker and I was a bigger, bigger set lad when I was younger. You know, I was like 14 stone going into the first year of high school. So I was never going to stay at flanker. Put me in as a prop. And I think when I, you know, when you're younger and stuff, you, you watch people that are in your position. And um, for me, obviously, unbelievable scrummager. When you're growing up, you're looking at the likes of him and you're saying, oh God, when I'm older, I want to want to be like him. So um, I went down to nine stone at one point. And I was still a prop. I was still a tighter prop. And I think it's just a love of scrummaging really and, and how good he was at it sort of made you like look him and put put him on a pedestal really and say um this guy's unbelievable i watched um you know ben ben and owen franks growing up and i was obsessed when i was younger with that with you know i used to go into youtube the way that those guys trained and worked was unbelievable and adam and, and both ben and owen were players that i looked up to you know and i was hoping that one day i'd get you know, the opportunity to uh, achieve what they've achieved is there anything you do to take yourself away from rugby? Do you have anything outside the sport? Or is it rugby, rugby, rugby? Um, again, I try to switch off. What what we do is pretty full on. So if you don't want to, you think you go to bed thinking about, oh, could I have done this? Or how to, how am I going to improve this tomorrow? So I think um, it's one of those where you're all in or all out. Joe, when I'm back home and stuff, this is the good thing about being back in Wales now is I do enjoy I do enjoy shooting and fishing. I wasn't able to do that in London. So, you know, you, you sort of like, you can't go walk around there with a, with a, with a shotgun and, you know, and a, and a fishing pole because there's nowhere to go. <laughs> Basically, so, you know, being back here in Wales, I think that'll be a big thing that I'll get back into to take the mind off a little bit. So, with the fishing, did you used to live in the kind of countryside up in North Wales, the real area? Uh, for Staten, so um, it's pretty much so you've got one side of me is the beach with the coastline and then the other side, then you go up more into the mountains and the hills there and you, you've got shooting there. So uh, me and my dad used to go quite a lot. So uh, like local farms, um, again, just go around all sorts. So if we're going with the with the air rifles, um, also a local clay pigeon shoot down the road. So, you know, we, we do bits like that and enjoy it really. But I think when I was back home, it'd be more like a t- thing for me and my dad to do together. So we spend a lot of time together. So again, I think that's been a, a big foundation for me as well as I spoke about, like, you know, the dedication side of stuff. But I've been fortunate enough to come from a good family, you know, mum, dad, all the family. I've put a lot into me and lucky that way. So it's lovely to hear someone talk so enthusiastically about the art of propping. Uh, taking it from 14 stone, one of the big lads, presumably it was quite easy going down to nine stone. Do you learn more technique then and try and put the two together? Uh, yeah, definitely. So I think scrummaging would have been, what, under 16s? Not, yeah, so it's, you know, you definitely had to try and get in the right position. Otherwise, if you weren't sound there, then you, you'd be coming backwards straight away. To be honest with you, I just loved it. I love that personal sort of battle that goes on there. And it's something that I've always enjoyed. And you know, I'm very um, enthusiastic about it and I enjoy it. You know, it, it, even now, like I, I, you know, I love learning and looking at different players and their style of scrummaging and what they offer and what they bring and what does he do different to him. And I love breaking down like, sort of the art of it. Franksy's been unbelievable at breaking down stuff with me and showing me. There's been parts where I've been, I've only been here for a few weeks, but, you know, I've been stuck on some bits and 
it's quite frustrated coming out of the autumn with Wales, especially after the Georgia game. You know, uh, big respect to Georgia. They've got a very good scrum, very good, strong scrummage inside. And felt quite a bit of frustration after that because, you know, obviously I took everything I could out of it, you know, learning wise. And I've stripped everything back, had to look after it and say, what could you have done better? And be quite uh, brutal with myself. But um, it's part of it when it goes really well, it goes really well. When it goes really bad, it goes really bad. But I think it's the way you take out of everything you know if it's something can be something so minor sometimes but that that minor thing is a massive contribution to why you've gone backwards or why you've lost that scrum so I think I just enjoy the constant learning the constant wanting to get better with it the days oh if I change this slightly how is this going to affect this or if I do this differently or knowing how to adapt constantly to different players I think, um, you know, I just, I just, I love everything about it, really. I think, it, to, to me, it's the best bit of the game. It's definitely um, something I love to do. I mean, you had six weeks in the Wales camp over November. You made your debut at the Principality Stadium. You talked about the frustrations of the, the Georgia game. Young props often have to go through a few tough times to go on and have the careers being predicted of them. What was it you took out of that Georgia game in particular and the, and the six-week experience as well? When you go in there, it's it's always good. You know, you've got so many good players, quality of players as well there to learn off. Like I was saying in general, so you know, for me when I when I go into when I was in that situation, I was lucky enough to get picked again, and I got in there. The first thing that comes into my mind is right. Well, how can I get this better? Or if I work with him, like to be fair, Ken straight away. We you know, after training we do tackle tech. We still do it now. Kept that going. You just ask these players that are a lot more knowledgeable and experienced than what I am. What can you get out? You know, what can you get out of yourself and how they do things? And similar to that scrummaging, really, it's learning what different people do, learning what works for yourself, and sort of like understanding how you work and how can you get the best out of yourself through doing different drills. What drills suit you? What the strength? What's the you know, what's to work on? So it's like that's a big thing for me. Um, you're constantly scrummaging against different players in there. You know, it's a good a very good um, format to, to to learn from. You get tough lessons there. John Humphreys was very good to me. Again, a very good coach. He'd break down everything again with me and go through everything and say, this is why this is good, but this is why it's bad or not so good. Um, this is how we get it to improve. So I was very lucky that way. Again, um, the George game, some things didn't go quite right. I know now what those things were. It was, it was a tough way to learn it. Again, it's sort of like a feel thing as well for yourself. Um, but again, like afterwards, like um, I can't really ask more of the opportunities I've been given. So, you know, uh, you know Wayne for giving me the opportunity and Joe John as well for Humps for giving me it. So those guys said afterwards they didn't want me to be too hard on myself. I'm the type of bloke. I'm very tough on myself and I'm very accountable for stuff as well. If I've done something, I'm not the type of guy to say I haven't. I'll be the first guy to say I have. How do I get it right? But I think the way they managed me after it, you know, again, like I'm pretty head screwed on with stuff like that. You know, I, I knew it didn't go quite right. and But it was sort of like, how do I get myself now into back into the ways of, you know, getting it right? Um, again, it's, it, it won't be the first and it won't be the last tough lesson. I know that, you know, everything's like this. But I think um, it's how you deal with things when it hits the lower points and the tougher times. Like how would you cope with it? How do you overcome and, and see different things? And, Again, I think my outlook on things has changed a lot going into South Africa, everything. I think the attitude that I have of like, you know, there's there's a positive in every negative. Nobody wants the negatives, but what you can take out of a negative situation and turn it into a positive is massive. And I think everything is like life. Everything's about growth. 
So, you know, the, the more I can grow as a player and a person and, you know, overcome these things, the, the better I'll be. So, um, yeah, just, again, very grateful for everything I've been given there and just so hopefully I can just continue to, to learn and get better. It'll be interesting to follow his journey. Another young player making his mark with some powerful performances is Osprey centre Kieran Williams. And the Ospreys have been on a bit of a winning run with him in the side. I'm not 100% sure if that uh, is correlation, but uh, no, it's, it's nice to get back into the side um, and playing regularly. And obviously it's nice to beat some of the, the teams that we've beaten, giving us really good confidence now going into the next couple of games. After that breakthrough period for you, Kieran, where you were you know, gone into the Osprey side, started playing regularly, what's the last year, maybe that sort of period been like for you? It must have been quite uh, frustrating. Yeah, it's I, I won't lie, it's a bit difficult. Obviously, when you you break through and you you hope you're going to play week in week out, and then you get a little niggles and they just set you back. And the only thing that helps with the players is playing week in week out and getting that mat fitness, and it really does make a difference. Like myself, especially the year last two years, I've had just little niggles that have, that have held me back, and I'm feeling good at the moment, and that's the main thing. And hopefully, I can keep that going. How do you keep going through that period when you're going through the sort of the rehab club, as they call it? Mentally, it is difficult, but you just got to keep looking at, at the end goal. And the end goal is obviously to get back playing and playing regularly. And that's all you can really think about. The good thing is we got a good group of return to play guys who help us get back and with the rehab. And you just got to focus on uh, getting back and getting back playing. And you've had three good victories recently. What's been the secret to that, starting out in Montpellier? I'm not too sure. I think... To be honest, we've dominated up front, I would say, in the last three games. And we haven't gone away from that, which is good. But I think our attacking structure, or like we try to go for it more than uh, we have done in the previous games. But I think it's obviously been smart as well. We've played in the right areas and we haven't made the mistakes that have cost us some of the tight games that we lost in the first five or six games. And yeah, it's just got to keep on going now. We've got to keep on trying to attack as much as possible. But also, I feel like our defence has been quite resolute. They're very good. Obviously, some of the boys, especially in the pack, who are very physical, have brought that to the fore, really. And we've obviously defended well as a team, which which has made a difference, uh, in my opinion. And in the next three weeks, you've got the leading Irish side, the French and English champions again. So it's not getting any, any easier, is it? It's not getting any easier at all. It's yeah, It does definitely get tougher, but... Uh, as players and obviously as professional players, we want to play in these games and you want to test yourself against the best. And these next three games are probably the best teams you, you'll come against. And obviously it's going to show us where we are and what we need to get better going into the latter stage of the, the season. This is some decent centres at the Ospreys as well, isn't there? Exactly, but that's part and parcel of rugby and that's what makes teams good is having a competition in, in areas. And I feel like we got that across the squad. And that's only going to make us better and it's going to make me better and other players as well. So probably I'm going away from what I'm good at. And obviously what I feel I'm good at is different to some of the other centres, probably maybe better carrying the ball. And uh, obviously I've got that little footwork close to the line, which is difficult for defenders. There's boys here who are obviously very good with ball in hand. Just for me, is just trying to get my hands on the ball as much as possible. I'm obviously a better player when I play week in, week out. And that match fitness really does tell. Obviously, yeah, those little niggles don't help you because you've got some fantastic players in my position. And if they're playing well, they're, they're not going to come out to the side. And it then makes it really difficult for me to get back in, especially if those little niggles are, are keep on happening. But hopefully now, next couple of uh, games, get around the games and I can stay fit, I can stay injury-free and hopefully that'll take me to the end of the season and, and put me in a good uh, spot. Yeah.
You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Cardiff suffered that late defeat to the Ospreys, but can still take encouragement from their form in recent weeks, with outside half Jared Evans a key part of that. He's enjoying the Arms Park support ahead of this weekend's clash with the Scarlets. It makes a big difference as well when like, the crowd was really good and I think we're expecting a big crowd as well come this weekend. So that makes a big difference and you sort of give up your your Christmas day with your family kind of in preparation for the game and you just want to make that game count. You're heading now into the new year with maybe surprised a few people. But have you surprised yourselves as a group? Because, you know, you're certainly stepped up from last season. Yeah, I think some of the signings have made a massive difference as well. I feel like the games we've actually lost as well are games we potentially should have won. I think the Lions at home definitely should have have got that one across the line. And also Edinburgh at home. So it's potentially another two which we could have added to that list. But anyway, that's that's sort of gone. In sport, it's like about momentum and the winning momentum sometimes can do funny things, but then also the losing momentum goes to do the same thing, which probably what we witnessed a little bit last year. But yeah, we're just quietly confident going into each game and just taking one game at a time. We know we got home games at the Arms Park, which we love love playing in front of. So hopefully we can make them count. And our aim is always to try and win every game and, and be as successful as we can be. And lastly, you mentioned playing at the Arms Park. It's going to it looks like it's going to be a sellout. You've played in a few full houses there over the years. Can you sum up for people who've never experienced like that what it's like walking out when that place is full? Yeah, it's it's, it's unbelievable. And like I said, it makes a hell of a difference when when you go rock in Arms Park to the players out there. In these tight games, which derbies often are, it's the difference between getting the team over the line or not. So I'm really looking forward to playing at the weekend and I know a lot of the other boys are too. Do you feel like you're playing some of your best rugby this season? Um, yeah, I feel like I've played some good stuff before, but I'm also pretty pretty happy with how I'm playing now. Our front five have definitely made a big difference, and I think that makes a big difference to our halfbacks in terms of how they have viewed as well. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy with how I'm going, but I'm just looking forward to building on it, really. And your scrum halves have been playing well this year, and they, Thomas and Lloyd Williams, both been in, in good form uh, when you played with them. Well, they, they both speak for themselves, really. They're both quality internationals. So, you know, it makes my job and Reese's job a lot easier when we've got the calibre of player inside us so with, with Thomas and, and Lloyd. And with Wales, is there a feeling now that there's a clean slate, new coach coming in for the Six Nations? Uh, look, i trying to play as well as I can here and like as other coaches. And I've always said to myself that like that sort of stuff is out of your control. But what I can do is control how well I'm playing at Cardiff and trying to make sure that game by game we're winning. I'll put all my focus into that and then other people make the decisions for that. The balance that you're striking now, do you recognise that as being important in terms of the mix of your game? Yeah, it was probably when I was first joined professional rugby, I was probably over-reliant on my strengths probably a little bit. And... I feel like I've probably developed a little bit of a balance now the last couple of years and I've started to understand things as you do as as a young 10. And I feel like the balance I've got has improved my game and, yeah, I feel like it's helped the team as well. 
How important was the win in South Africa for you personally as a player? Yeah, it was huge. I don't think anyone's been over there and nailed the Sharks for so many years or some crazy stat like that. But it was massive for the group of players we had out there, especially winning the first game because it sets up the trip nicely because, you know, it's a happy environment then going into the next week. And I feel like that makes a big difference going out there. There's some big names. I know they had a few missing as well, but there's still some big names and big players playing. But yeah, it was a massive win for not just me, but for the club as well. People have pointed towards the kicking game as being maybe one of your weaker areas. Just talk me through the the approach and the execution of uh, the kick to the corner against the Dragons. First and foremost, our kicking game is what got us our penalty. And to be fair, Alice, one of his, his strengths is getting over the ball. So he's allowed me to have that opportunity. So it was a lot leading up to the kick, which if we done right, obviously the tackle and the turnover is, is hugely important and the kick chase. And, and like you said, my thought process was we needed something big for in order for us to get a field position. And yeah, thankfully, I've just got it as far as I can. And so like I was going for it, I thought that it stayed in field at one point, but it's ended up going out, thankfully. But my intention was always to sort of go for it because we needed something in that 22 area because it proved that we were fairly strong in our area. So I knew we needed um, field position deep in our 22 in order for us to come away with points. Finally, the Dragons were disappointed with their defeat in Parker's Scarlet. Coach Di Flanagan knows they need to improve against the Bulls. We're a gutted bunch, I'll be honest. You know, um, There were certain elements of that game that weren't anything we stand for, weren't anything I'd like to stand for going forward. And what I like about this group, they've reflected really well and really honest. The pleasing thing since I've been here is how consistent we've been. And when we turn up, we sort of know what's turning up. And that didn't happen on um, New Year's Day. But it's important we've got a short turnaround. The world's against us, but we're a pretty optimistic group and we're going to we're going to get right for Friday night. Was there an expectation, man up, you up at half-time, that maybe you were definitely going to win that game and they were just sort of battling a bit of complacency? Uh, it's hard to say. But what, what I would say, I thought there was a positive reaction from the Scarlets that we didn't match. So for whatever reason, we didn't match what they brought when they went down to 14 men and they had individuals who managed to control the game and... And people like Lausi and Fafita and even Aaron Shingle, I thought, was superb. And we didn't match it. We had good players, but we weren't collectively good enough. It uh, doesn't get much easier, Bulls, even though you were at home coming on Friday. How do you uh, judge them and what they've done over the, the sort of Christmas period? They'll be really disappointed, won't they? Um, I thought their performances have been good. They'd just be really disappointed with the outcomes of their games. And they're coming up here fully loaded because they need results like we need results. And uh, it's home. It's Friday night in Newport, Rodney Parade. I used to hate going there on a Friday night and we need to make it that way this week. What I would say about the Bulls, having coached against them last year for the Scarlets, that week specifically, that group of players for the Bulls played on, I think it was a Saturday in the URC. They played on a Wednesday night in the Curry Cup and then the same group of players played Friday night. So they played three games in six days that week and ended up putting 60 points on us because they're tough. They made it tough stuff and we know what's coming and we got to be prepared. You need that win at the moment, I didn't you? For all the sort of optimism you've had since you've come in, three wins in the league, you need to really to get that victory. You've had some difficult games recently, but games you, you could have won. Exactly, exactly. You know, there's nothing makes people happier than winning. And we found that in the first block for the last three games and we haven't been able to find it. We've been close, we haven't found it. And as much as I'll always talk about process and 
how we play rather than outcome at the moment. Environmentally, places need wins. You mentioned worlds against us. Is that the sort of spirit you're sort of getting into? Sort of sometimes it just, feel, it just feels that way, doesn't it? Like for some reason, known to others, a lot of people read a lot of social media and you know, the language that people are using. Even in my village, you and Kevin Engel, that's from where I guess, oh, it's tough on you guys, isn't it? Well, tough times make tough people, and we want to be tough people, so let's crack on. Last week was the first, well, Poe wasn't great, but you know, things happen. Yeah, at least, well. at least with Poe, we were just inaccurate. When you review the Poe game, we had potentially six to nine opportunities to score tries and didn't take them, but we were there. This week, you're scratching your head of where we could have taken chances, and that's not us. So it goes back to like, what do we want to be? How do we want to be known? How do we fight for each other? And and the big message, you know, this place has had some torrid times in the past, just observing. And it's hard when you don't win as many games as you want. You've got to support each other. You've got to make sure the environment's stable to allow people to express themselves and not turn on each other. And, and we certainly aren't doing that. And in this, even though through all the close results and the losses, it's a, it's an exciting place to be. And, but that comes with the honest talk, probably in that first meeting, just get it out of the way. Well, that's that's what's great about this group. Because they are so tight, there's there's no hold bars in meetings and the sessions. You know, the toughest thing when you are short turnovers is actually intensity in your training week and come back from South Africa, playing on a Friday night and then playing derbies. And so we're craving for that. We can't wait for that because that's an opportunity for people to go after each other in Auschwitz. And competition breeds success, doesn't it? And especially on short turnovers this week specifically, there are some honest truths in the room and a little bit more tell because sometimes it's by telling it gets a bit deeper, quicker. There's opportunities then in the week to explore and develop. And But it is when you're in short turnaround, this is black and white. This is what we stand for. This is non-negotiable. This is what we're doing. So some big games to look forward to this weekend. Plenty to report back on next week in the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. But until then, goodbye. 